Well, we're going through a series now in which we are going to be talking, just kind of the pastors, talking about things that are on our hearts as we reflect upon the Word, and in the next three, four weeks, we'll be, we'll be focusing on that. Today, I want to be talking about the role in which hope plays in the fact that we have to wait for so many things. I don't know about you, but I, I'm not a great person who likes waiting. So let's read together Isaiah chapter 40 beginning with verse 30. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Let's pray. Lord, help us to understand your word. Help us to understand the role of patience, of waiting for you when it's hard. In Jesus' name. Amen. A lot of people ask me about Ukraine, especially nowadays. I'm going to give you actual footage of my first year in Ukraine in which about twice a week I had to go to the post office. A lot of our stuff we sent over to Odessa, Ukraine when we lived there. Now this was 2005. And they had a whole different way of standing in line and waiting for things. So this is about a 90-second video. It may not look like it's really me, but it is really me, I guess. So go ahead and play it. Actually, it wasn't me, but it, it was exactly my first 10 months, uh, especially when you didn't speak the language, trying to figure it out, all the politics involved with the post office, believe it or not. Um, but I made it through. How many of you have been in that situation before? You laugh because you relate, right? A lot of our life is about waiting, and uh, I don't know about you. Uh, I work very hard, and even though I have the personality of somebody who should wait, I'm not great at it. I'm not always a patient person. I like a plan, and I like a plan that works. But we all know that as much as we plan, as much as we put our systems in place, life is unpredictable. Changes happen. It's not always the way we want it to, to work out. In fact, no matter how hard you plan, life just keeps changing, right? There are casual daily kinds of waiting that we all do, and some of our waiting has kind of gone away with technology, and we don't wait in lines like we used to. 
But there's more serious kind of waiting that happens in our relationships and in the people we care for. We think about the single person waiting and wondering if God will ever send them a godly spouse to spend their life with. We think about the waiting of a couple that longs for a child. The waiting of a spouse caught in hurting marriage that seems impossible to change. The waiting of God's call on our life to be fulfilled. Maybe even the waiting for that job that will lift you out of that financial struggle. We all have waiting, don't we? Different levels, different times. In preparing for this message, I was considering the struggle we all have with waiting. We have an expectation that God would just come out and zap. It's all different. It's all better. It all changes. Because he can, right? In a moment today, I've experienced it. You've experienced where one moment with God and it seems our life changes forever. And then yet there seems to be so much waiting involved with this. Psalms 37.7 puts it this way. Be still before the Lord. Wait patiently for him. It's kind of interesting. In order for us to have true hope in our life, there is a component of hope that is we have to wait, right? There's a waiting part of hope. But it doesn't work the other way around because we can wait for things and not have any hope at all. Scripture guides us and tells us as we'll look at this today that so much of what it means to wait on the Lord is to put our hope in Him. Pastor has already referenced a theological idea that we often refer to as the blessed hope, which is the return of Jesus. And we today have this long hope that Jesus is coming back soon. And we live our lives by that. We have an anticipation of what will come. The word that we read in Isaiah chapter 40 But those who hope, we often see a translation that might say those who wait on the Lord. They're often used in a very common way in the Hebrew. They're used very interchangeable. But essentially it is this idea, in fact it's used quite often in this idea of an expectant couple waiting for their first child, preparing that waiting. I don't know if you've had children before, but the excitement, the preparing the room, the getting ready, the wondering what he or she will be like, what they'll look like, what their name will be, all that expectation, that's what that hope really means. That's what waiting really means. And as we look at today, and as I will repeat many times, we want results, but God wants relationship, and hope waits. It waits. Why does hope wait? Why does God make us wait so long? Because the Bible reveals to us that the journey is just as important as the destination. Right after Jesus ascends, right before Jesus ascends, he meets with his disciples and he says this, wait for the promise of the Father which was the Holy Spirit to come. Before you go out, before you bring this message to the world, I want you to wait. And just moments afterwards, they're all frustrating. Well, well when, 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 when are you going to return? When is this all going to happen? When they're already waiting for it to be over. And Jesus was constantly questioned, how much longer? He said, wait. 
And soon after, the Holy Spirit came. Today I'll be talking about waiting on God, how waiting on God is designed to help our faith, to help our spiritual sight, and finally, our spiritual service. Waiting on God develops our faith. Isaiah 25, 9. In that day, they will say, surely this is our God. We trusted in him, and he saved us. This is the Lord who we trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in this salvation. Here, trust is also that idea of waiting for God to show up. And the, the writer here in Isaiah is referring to the fact that there was a season of our life where we had to just trust. And guess what? Jesus showed up. In this case, God showed up. God saved us. We've all experienced that, where we are waiting and waiting for God. It's a sense that we're getting ready for it to come. Getting ready for that moment. When everything will change. Or maybe just this hard situation. Waiting for God develops our faith. It develops because we start out in our waiting just desiring God. Psalm 62.1 puts it this way. Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. I challenge you that when it comes to waiting. It's waiting on God not waiting upon the outcome. So often my relationship with God has, has been through the years that it's more about what God can give me than it is really about God himself. It's not about the relationship with God. It's about the outcomes. I would like to deal with this problem. I'd like to deal with this situation. And God is the answer to our situation. God is the answer himself, not the outcome. Waiting on God is about connecting with him. It's about being in relationship with him. He is trying to transform our desires, and the transformation of our desires comes in just waiting. Waiting on the Lord. Have you ever considered it's 2,000 years since Jesus said he's returning soon, and here we are waiting? There's power in waiting, but I, I don't like waiting very much because we want results. But God wants relationship. So hope waits. Waiting on the Lord means listening to him. Blessed are those who listen to him, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. Our hopes can easily be shattered by a sense that God isn't listening but the fact is, what should be happening is we should be listening. We should be waiting to hear from him, spending that time. Uh, we've, we've spent a lot of years talking about what it means to be church, what it means to do church well, and the reality is the, the most important thing we can do as a congregation is just individually grow in Christ. Who cares if there's more people? Who cares if we have a bigger building? The question is, are we as individuals growing in Christ? And it really comes down to the fact is, are we listening for God? We ask, just spend some time with the Lord each day in his word and let it guide you. Let, let that time to listen wait on here. And waiting is something we just, we don't like doing. When I, when I was a little kid, we had this thing called mail. Is it, anybody remember Mail. I was talking to my son this week because he, for those of you who don't know my son, he's 22. He just moved to Indiana about three months ago. 
uh, got himself a new apartment, and he's switching his car over. Talk about lines. Switching his car over to an Indiana plates and, and getting Indiana driver's license, and he needs proof of the fact that he is uh, living at this apartment and living in Indiana. And I said, well, just bring your lease in. He says, oh, my lease is on my phone on my portal. Like, what do you mean? You don't have a paper lease? I don't have a paper lease. Well, print it off. He says, the portal's not working. I said, okay, then just get a piece of mail that has your address on it that's like a bill or something or like a utility. He says, I don't get mail. I said, what do you mean you don't get mail? So I think I got a mailbox somewhere downstairs. He's never checked. He's not even here to defend himself, right? <laughs> when I was a kid, I loved mail. How many of you are like me? You love mail, right? I, in the summertime, I used to wait for this magazine called the Highlight Magazine. Does anybody ever see this thing? <laughs> Holy cow, that's the best applause I've ever had here, like the Highlight Magazine. I would, in the summertime, I would sit on the stoop. The stoop is actually the porch on the front of the house. And I'd wait for the mailman to come walking down, hoping that he brought this dumb little magazine. You really bounced through it in about half an hour. It really didn't matter. But I, that anticipation, sometimes it didn't come this day, it didn't come the next day. Waited, and we waited, and we waited, right? You know, can we wait for God to just speak to us? I challenge you. I really do challenge you. In the morning, find that time. Read a few verses of Scripture. Talk to God about what's going on in your life, and then just sit quietly. Just sit quietly with the Lord. Pastor Mark and Suzanne finished with communion and left. They don't usually do that. But they left because they're leading one of the silent prayer retreats this week, and so they had to get up to welcome pastors up at a campground in Wapaka, Wisconsin. Some of our staff will be going up there this afternoon because it's an extended time of listening. I challenge you, find those times with the word. Find those times to wait for the Lord. We want results. God wants relationship. And that's why hope waits. Waiting on the Lord means looking to him. What is the first place you look to when needs come up? We have a whole system that we go to. Headache comes, there's a pillbox, right? Uh, finances are struggle, you call the banker. You know, we have, we have defaults by which we go to immediately, and I challenge you, go to God. Ask the question of him. Psalms 104, all creatures look to you to give them their food at proper time. The whole idea that God's going to give us what we need at the right time. It's not to say that you shouldn't take the pill or you shouldn't go to the bank, but look to God. Trust in him in the, in the practical parts of our lives because he'll give us what we need. But there is often a time of waiting. We want results. God wants relationship. That's why hope waits. Waiting on God is done in community. Did you notice that important pronoun at the beginning of Isaiah where it tells us, but those, but they, I've heard so many times, even though that can be singular and plural, I've heard so many times people saying, I don't know if I need church. 
I don't know if that's really a, an important value for me. And I challenge you, even if you're not good with people or not good with crowds, we need each other. We need people in our lives, and we need to wait with each other. There's a sense of experiencing life together. That passage which pastors read way too often, I'll read again. Hebrews 10, 24. Let us not consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. We need to get together. We need to laugh. We need to cry a little bit. We need to be frustrated. We need to air our anger and we need to just forgive each other at times. We need to be a community. That's what we are. I'm glad you're here today. Make it a regular part of your life. We need to wait corporately. We are, in a lot of ways, waiting corporately. And for the one, more than anything else, is Jesus' soon return. So we want results. But God, he wants a relationship. And that's why hope waits. Waiting on God is designed for that spiritual sight. Passage from Romans 12, verses 1 through 2. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true, your proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing and perfect will. Felt like I had to read verses 1 and 2 to get to the end of 2 with that whole testing, that question of what we should do in situations. To test and approve is often this waiting for what should we do in these situations. Having the spiritual sight of the tough questions. Dedication to waiting in God's presence leads us to discernment of God's will. It's easier to hear his voice when we spend more time listening. When we spend more time listening, waiting on the Lord. We learn to move from complaining and grumbling to praise and celebration of God in every moment. If you're down, you're sad as a Christian, it is probably because you have not discovered how good God's ways are and just spending time with him. It gives us some spiritual sight. Waiting on God is designed to develop our spiritual service. Isaiah 40, 31, I'm going to read it again. But those who hope in the Lord or wait in the Lord will renew their strength. If you're feeling tired today, spend some time waiting with the Lord. Now, there's a real difference between physical tired and spiritual tired. And some of us, we've known both of them. But those who hope and wait in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. The goal of waiting is developing a trusting spirit, a serving soul, because there's strength in waiting. We get to exchange our weakness 
for his strength. Pastor Mark and I spent some time talking about it this week. We had talked about it in youth group last week again. What our weakness gives us is a focused dependence upon God. Right? When we feel the weakest, when we don't have the inner strength or the physical strength, it says in Scripture that those are the time that God's strength becomes so real inside of us that we would not have known it if we were strong all the time. It is when we are weak that his strength shows up. We get to exchange our weakness for his strength, and it's in the waiting. Those who wait on the Lord get to exchange all of that weakness for his strength. There's strength in waiting. There's service in waiting. Waiting does not mean sitting and doing nothing. I believe that is what so many Christians believe. I'm doing such a service to God by just showing up and listening, but I think that waiting doesn't mean doing nothing. It's about being active and allowing him to move in those moments because just like waiting on him is a trust factor, sanctification is an active part in the waiting, that God is somehow doing something different inside of us. If you don't know what this word sanctification means, it's a really fancy Bible word that basically means God is making us better, more like him. And there's a part of when we accept Jesus Christ in our life as our Lord and our Savior, that is instantaneous sanctification, right? When we accept Jesus, there's a part of us that just becomes better. He gives us a new self, right? It's an instantaneous part, but then there's that other part that is progressive, right? Because we still have all the patterns of life. We have all these memories and all these hurts and all these experience that is progressively sanctified, getting better as we spend time with God, as he teaches us, as he grows us. So we have this part of something that we want to happen instantaneously, like salvation, but there's this other part that's in the waiting. Lord, why can't we just deal with all of the junk inside here and here right away? But the reality is there takes some work, right, of being with the Lord, of waiting on the Lord, of spending time in his word as there is a growth that happens. And Hebrews 12.1 says to run with endurance the race set before us, not passive, but to run and be active, Proverbs 27, 18 says, whoever tends a fig tree will eat its fruit, and whoever looks after his or waits on his master will be honored. There's an active part of looking after our lives, an active part that is sanctification. Waiting doesn't just involve being. It also ultimately involves doing, the idea of a waiter or a waitress, right? What are they waiting on? Because most of them are pretty busy. I don't know if you've ever watched a waiter and waitress. They just move, 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 move. There was a restaurant in Green Bay. It was called the Prime Quarter. I've only been there once because it's super expensive. right? It's kind of the restaurant nobody goes to. Christine and I went there one time when we were dating. The Wellington. That's it. The Wellington. And uh, it's really, really fancy. And there's only a few tables. And it's really quiet in there. Beautiful, beautiful. And more silverware than I've ever used in my life. And I don't even know what the little fork up on top's for. Like, it makes noise. It's like three prongs, right? 
at one point I took a knife, which by its purpose was just a butter knife at that point. And I used it and I set it down and fell on the floor. And I swear it didn't bounce once before a guy who was standing halfway across the room rushed to my side, picked it up and put a new one on the table right next to me. And I was like, that, I don't get that at McDonald's. <laughs> just, it's not there. What was he doing? He was actively waiting, right? He was watching. He was preparing. He was actively waiting. You can wait on the Lord, or you can wait without hope. Because they're both active, right? You can... Hope requires a waiting component, but we can wait without hope. I challenge you, do the first. Put your hope for your desires of your life, for the outcomes of your life, firmly in Jesus. There's a service component in waiting. I'm going to be actively doing the things of the Lord as he is doing the work in me. Not just showing up, sitting in the back, waiting for him to do the thing. Let's just get moving. Let's be active in serving the Lord and allow him to do the work inside of us and do the work around us. He's faithful. Listen, I want results. I want results on my timetable. God wants the relationship. And he asks us to wait, to put our trust in him, to grow our faith. Faith doesn't work without that degree of hope. Pastor referenced a scripture today. I wanted to go back to it. He didn't quote it, but he referenced it in 2 Peter 3.9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. What promise is that? This is the promise of his soon return. As some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. I want you to think about this. We spend so much of our lives waiting on God. I've got things I've been praying for. I've got one big thing I've been praying for now for almost three years. Like every day. Like, like every night before bed. Like we sit down for, for, for dinner. And I pray for dinner. And in the back of my mind, I'm praying for this prayer. And I'm still waiting. How many of you have prayers like that? You're like, I'm still waiting. I've been praying for this thing. God's faithful. I keep my hope in that prayer. But guess what? God's waiting too. God's waiting patiently, Scripture says. Now, we can have a really nice conversation because at some level I believe God is outside of time, so can he really wait? I don't know. But we can talk about that another time. What we know about here is that Jesus being very patient with us, and it says here, instead he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Jesus is waiting for that return now some 2,000 years because he's waiting for some of us to choose him. He's patiently waiting that nobody would perish. He's patiently waiting. I don't fully understand why. Or it'd be really nice if, like Pastor said, this, like this afternoon, right? 
be a perfect time. We've got a horrible Packer team anyhow. It might as well just end the season now, right? That was a pure joke. The reality is, wouldn't it be great if Jesus came back soon? And yet there's a sense that he's waiting. Well, what's he waiting for? He could be waiting for you today. He could be waiting for you just to reach out to him. Maybe these, all these years, he's been patient for you. I'm so thankful that he's been patient with me. I don't always deserve his patience. I have a tendency of doing stupid things. I have a tendency of doing the same stupid things over and over again. Anybody like me? Welcome to the club. And yet he's patient with us. I don't know what you're waiting for. I would hope that today the thing that would be your step of hope is just to step into a place where I want a deeper relationship with God. And that, that works for all of us. Some of us may not know who Jesus is except for a swear word. And others of us have been coming to church every day for it seems like the rest of our lives, our whole life. All of us can have a sense. I want to draw into a deeper sense and step into hope in Jesus. Others of you, you're here like me and you've been praying a prayer. Maybe you gave up on praying a prayer a while ago because it's just something that you've been hoping for for so long and you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for it. I, I, wish, I wish my prayer was answered just as much as I wish yours is. We want results. Understand, God wants our heart. God is more interested in us than outcomes. Now, he loves us so much that he cares about our outcomes. But he wants our heart. Would you bow your heads with me just for these moments? It's a, it's, a, it's a relatively complex idea, and, and I understand because I struggled with it all week when I was prepping this message. It's a relatively complex idea that I should want God more than I should want the outcomes. Because it seems like I've always looked at God in, in the sight of my outcomes. I want a, I want a good family. I want the right life. I I want all the things that kind of go with it. That's outcome stuff, right? And it just, it's often complex for me to just, just understand that God is so interested in our hearts, so interested in just us and a relationship with him, so much more than all that other stuff. And I'm so glad he loves all the other stuff. But he does that because he loves us. So I'm going, to, I'm going to challenge you today. In these next few moments, 
I'd love for you just to have a conversation with God. Maybe you've not done this before. I, I want you to introduce yourself. He knows who you are. Just say, hey, Jesus, it's me, Paul. I want to know you more. I want a relationship with you more. I want to wait to deepen that relationship with you. I want to know you, Lord. Would you, would, you make, would you make that your prayer in these next few moments? Hope waits in order to develop us. Yes, we want results. God wants relationship. But though we spent these moments recommitting to just knowing the Lord, coming into a deeper relationship with Him, let's, let's put that on pause because there's the reality of outcomes that still exist. And maybe you've got something in your life that's just like heavy, heavy, heavy been waiting on God let's just ask him once again because maybe we've waited enough and God's just going to show up today and take care of these things maybe he's going to change our heart maybe he's going to change our mind maybe he's going to change the situation let's ask him again maybe it's a family member maybe it's a situation maybe it's that job maybe it's your finances Maybe it's a habit that you just struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle with. Help me with my outcomes, Lord. We wait on you, Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you do not leave us alone, that our waiting is not done in void. It is not something we're doing by ourselves. When I wait on you, Lord, I wait with you, Lord. I am in relationship with you, Lord, because you desire me. Help me desire you, just to know you, Lord, to be in relationship with you, to trust you, to build the hope inside of me that often... It's filled with disillusionment, Lord. Turn my eyes on this, off of the situation and help me turn my eyes on you, Lord. The author and the perfecter of my faith. So we put our hope in you.